Hey guys, welcome back. This is Danielle with the 40 something and interning podcast. This week, I have a dietetic student that I've known since 2015. So she has a very interesting um, journey and track that I can't wait for her to share. Please welcome Zainab James. Hi, Zay. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to get Zay on for a minute, but our schedule could not (laughs) seem to line (laughs) up. So, you know, but we made it happen and you're here. So please introduce yourself to the audience. All right. So my name is Zainab James. Um, I'm 27 years old and I am in a nutrition dietetic technician program. Um, I currently live in Manchester, Connecticut. However, I was raised in Jamaica with my grandparents. Uh, Some of my hobbies are cooking. I love food, so I definitely am a foodie. Um, I like to work out. I am also in the military, so I enjoy that aspect of my life as well. Um, So pretty much travel, food, conversation, I can be a chatty patty. Those are just some of the things that I enjoy doing. (laughs) Yeah, nice. That's what's up. Okay. We can go ahead and get it started. So I met Zay when I was working at um, WIC. And at the time, I was a program nutritionist. And I think you came in um, on a project, right, from your school. So bring us up to, like, what got you into nutrition and dietetics? All right. So my family, as I said, I was raised in Jamaica with my grandparents. Um, my grandparents actually own a seafood restaurant there. So I grew up kind of in um, food service environment, hospitality environment. Um, my grandmother ensured that I was well-rounded. I knew how to cook. I knew how to wash pots. <laughs> I knew how to... <laughs> you know serve tables and stuff like that so um I you know my relationship with food and service was just always always there um Mm -hmm. when it came to actual nutrition and stuff like that my interest in nutrition really peaked when I graduated basic military training Mm -hmm. and I came home and believe it or not I had gained weight (laughs) from um being at military training and it was so absurd to me, like having had such a well-rounded diet my majority of my life, you know, having a relatively active lifestyle. I had, you know, extracurricular aside from just my day-to-day activity. Um, I was just really, I was really shocked that, you know, after military training, I had put on this extra weight and um, I decided, you know, obviously I need to figure out how to lose this weight. And I really like reached back to the lifestyle that I lived when I was younger with my grandparents, you know, taking more time to like prep my foods, cook my meals, ensure that I was, um, you know, working out and just the whole nutrition fitness combination. And Mm -hmm. once I, once I got into it, I was like, you know, I really enjoy this, you know, I really enjoy, you know, the cooking and the, the fitness relationship. And I wanted to know more about it. Like, you know, how can I do this? Or, you know, who does this and stuff like that. And, you know, I found out about nutritionists and this is obviously before I found out about dietitians. So that was really my first segue into the nutrition and dietetics world, just trying to approach my own weight loss. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's real. So what do you think? Do you think it was like a stressful environment that caused that shift? Um, actually no. So interesting, um, interesting enough, um, When I graduated basic training, I was easily in, you know, one of the better shapes in my life, probably the Mm best, one of the best. Um, (laughs) And then I transitioned to my actual job training. So my job training lasted about six, seven months. And um, I'm the Air Force is notorious for feeding their troops better than regular branches. Mm -hmm. So for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at our our cafeteria, 
we had like multiple stations we had different cuisine like you know you had german and you had japanese and you could get a fresh grilled steak and it was just like you know this is my first time yes (laughs) you know people don't picture this with the military and i was just eating up a storm you know obviously i'm still working out and stuff like that but however obviously my calories in versus my calories out right not equaling and six (laughs) to seven months of that i remember i came home and my mom was like (laughs) you know my (laughs) uniform was really tight and it, it was it was really it was shocking you know it was shocking for me because, again, at the time I was, I, I joined the military in 1920. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 20 years old, I wasn't really looking at what I was eating. You know, I, right. yeah. I never had any mm-hmm. significant amount of weight on me my entire life. So to come back and have, you know, like stuff fitting close and, you know, breathing a little harder <laughs> walk was just really absurd to me. So. As I said, it it was like three meals a day. And believe it or not, I wasn't used to having like three full meals a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, a snack or, you know, um, Caribbean culture. Sometimes we often have a bigger breakfast and maybe, a, you know, something light or for lunch and then dinner. But it was, you know, you were active enough to where things balanced out. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely not the case <laughs> where I was at. <laughs> I cannot picture that at all. But my, I remember my father was in the army, like all my uncles were in the army, I think. And my dad was like, yeah, you know, if you decide you're going to go to the military, I would want you to go to the Air Force because I think you'd be treated better there. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not interested, I don't think. (laughs) Believe it or not, that is a real concept of, you know, just how, you know, we are treated and we are fed a lot. Both the Air Force and the Navy were notorious for fine dining (laughs) experiences. Is there there a particular reason for that? Um, I, I honestly think like the Army and the, what are they called? The Marines. Um, um, being ground troops and stuff like that are more involved in combat and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that the Marine, um, the, the Air Force and the Navy do not engage not, as right. well, but um, we tend not to be at the scene of war, you know. Okay. Um, and with that being said, there's a higher like you have to test higher to be in those in those branches. So unfortunately, there is a little hierarchy that goes oh, on you okay. know uh, when it comes to the branches and um what i know about the army their job is not to be comfortable <laughs> at all okay that's fair <laughs> you it. know wow. and the mm-hmm. air force kind of as i said they, they definitely do take better care of their troops and you know overall just from dining to you know work environments and it is still the military at the end of the day but yes yes at, you will hear people say, you know, join the Air Force if you can, which we sometimes we're mocked and called the chair force. <laughs> I, I <laughs> you know, that. wow. Allegedly, we don't do anything. <laughs> but um, listen, yes. listen, I appreciate you and thank you for your service. I don't care what branch anybody <laughs> is at. No I appreciate you all. So thank you. No problem. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So. I was focused on the culinary aspect of nutrition and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to go to culinary school because I want to cook for people and, you know, do all of this wonderful stuff. I spent one semester in culinary <laughs> and I was <laughs> that like, was- that was it. <laughs> no way. And that's um, okay. It, 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 really it wasn't for me. And a part of that might be the trauma of having grown up in a restaurant family. <laughs> but, I was going to uh, ask. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I, I do remember actually one, one defining moment in my culinary experience. Um, my, my, um, the chef, the head chef of the class, the instructor, um, complained that I didn't put enough, um, salt in my -hmm. dish. And I was like, well, more salt will increase people's blood pressure and stuff. And he was like, I don't care about that. The food (laughs) tastes good. And I was pretty certain after that that I didn't want to participate in this. Wow. 
like salt the food needs flavor and, and you know and stuff like that so that was really those were i would say that was like a milestone moment for me to say okay i'm how how i'm looking at nutrition and how interested i am you know and i guess shaping the direction mm-hmm. that i wanted to go in so i ended up speaking to my advisor um i had a veterans advisor at um the school i was going to and it so happened that his wife was a registered dietitian mm-hmm. and he was like oh i can connect with you connect her with you and um you guys can um you know she can tell you more about the career Okay. So that was the very first person I met. She was a registered dietitian at a local community health center. And I orchestrated, well, we, we managed to organize um, a job shadow, a day okay, shadow. Nice. And um, I was able to see what she did and see how she interacted with patients. And I was like, you know, I took it all in and I was like, hmm, this is, you know, I'm liking this. This is interesting mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Then she actually, you know, I did ask her about more opportunities um, to, you know, really explore more in the field. And she um, aligned me with UConn Extension. Okay. So she put me in contact with UConn's Extension. And I was able, and from there, I ended up meeting their outreach, um, outreach educator um, mm-hmm. who I continue to work with up to this day so heather pease anyone who knows her thank you so much for all the influence hey, i know she's a wonderful <laughs> outreach edu- educator um with her i was able to do a lot with um the community i was in the high school i was at job corps teaching you know like helping kids um grow their own vegetables fruits I was dealing with um, immigrants, teaching them how to understand their SNAP and EBT benefits and how to utilize that Mm -hmm. to make balanced meals. Um, In the high school, teaching young parents how to properly um, feed their children, their babies, their their toddlers. And so I just had a wide variety of experiences through the outreach and that again continued to open up the world of nutrition and then there was you <laughs> at wick yes so I, how'd you get there i am honestly trying to remember how mm. i heard about wick but, but but wasn't it one of your professors at gateway no, I wasn't at Gateway yet. Actually, maybe oh. I, I think it was the registered dietitian at the community health center in talking okay. to her. Um, she did encourage me to look at WIC as well. Okay. And I just remember time, a phone call. <laughs> yes. I I was at the time I was um at the time I was living in Hartford. So I did know where that WIC office was because I lived not too far from there. Okay. But I really don't remember how that connection happened. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good connection because <laughs> I remember was. we spoke. At, it was at least an hour. I think it was an hour to 90 minutes. And mm-hmm. my, I think my staff was probably mad at me outside of there because I wasn't <laughs> seeing clients. Exactly. But when, I, when I get wrapped up in a conversation with somebody that's really interested in what I do or they have, you know, some ideas of how nutrition can affect their roadmap like I stopped everything so apologies to them but good for you so what happened I was after also that? super I was super <laughs> excited to meet you as well because you were the first in-person black woman I met in the nutrition field and it was just like really here yes you were, wow. I knew one other diet, I knew one dietitian, but she was in California and I knew her via social media and we had mm. connected like that. But to actually mm-hmm. meet someone in person, like both of you guys were my unicorns. <laughs> like oh was, man. And that really helped tie me to the field as well because 
you know, then I I was being exposed to, okay, there's diversity here, you know, and not that that really per se of course, heavily yeah, yeah. deterred me, but it, it did solidify the connection that I, I had with the field to say, okay, I see people like myself, you know, in these positions. So it was like that my, my, in, my inner me was just so excited and grateful that like, oh, yes. Listen, <laughs> so I already I already wrote that down because I'm using that quote <laughs> marketing <laughs> material because I'm like yeah I'm a unicorn absolutely so, so thank okay. you for being there oh gosh of course I mean we've maintained contact over the years and and I'm appreciative of that because I'm enjoying watching you like how things kind of evolve for you mm-hmm. and so please continue the story Thank you so much. Of course. Um, there was also one other dietitian that I met that influenced me as well. And I met her. Um, do you remember when ShopRite used to be in West Hartford? I know they closed yep. that one down. I didn't I know went, they I used, it, but yeah. They did. I used to shop there and they had an in-store dietitian. Okay. And um, Dr. Shanna Griffin, shout out to you as well. She okay. did give me plenty of opportunities. Um I spoke with her similarly to you for hours, just about, you know, my intentions, my dreams, my goals. Um, she was so helpful. She um, allowed me to like table at um, help with the supermarket when they were doing their product testing. I so, remember that. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that you doing that on IG. Exactly. Yep. She, she did that. I think I did like, two or three events with her with that and that was that was so much fun you know just being able to you know talk with other companies other brands get to learn all these interesting brands speak to customers when they came in you know and tell them about you know all these healthy foods or you know products that they can add to their shopping carts and it was just the platform that she gave me right there was yeah. just really, you know, I'm definitely appreciative of it. And as I said, they closed that shop right down and she moved to, I believe, Can- Canton. Okay. And so I believe that's where she is right now. And I did one event with her over in Canton, um, which is an entirely different demographic of people. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm definitely very grateful for that opportunity. So, you know, really the four of you, Heather Pease, Shanna Griffin, yourself, and um, oh my gosh, I'm so sad that I can't remember her name, but she knows herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're okay. <laughs> you guys We're really are the pillars. Exactly. So one thing I want to say is that you really are a self-starter because some other people would kind of sit back and wait for things, but you really started investigating and researching and you um, sought out experiences and conversations to really solidify the the trajectory or direction that you want to take and I think that's awesome and so is the next step about you getting that role that you reached out for I think I with all those experiences under my belt I had built up enough courage to say, okay, I want to pursue this academically, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I, I've seen, not seen enough, but I've seen, um, a considerable amount. And I was like, I really love doing this and it, you know, it felt great. And a part of that too, was I used to work overnights and I would work volunteer with these different people during the day. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, like losing sleep. So I encourage any student who's out there listening, um, volunteer your time, you know, paid or unpaid, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the wealth of knowledge that you'll, you'll walk away with. And that's something that, you know, volunteering is where it's at. I promise you, you'll never regret volunteering. You'll learn something. You'll always learn something. So, um, when it came to um, going back to school, at this point, um, I was a little older, I guess. And- <laughs> I, that, that's why I paused. <laughs> I, I had tried college before, but I wasn't really 
you know, fo- um, per se, focus, ready for um, it. Yeah, focus. ready. Exactly. Ready for it. In 2018, I was looking at programs for nutrition, dietetics, and stuff like that. And I noticed that Gateway in New Haven had nutrition dietetics program. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was working full time at the post office. And I was like, New Haven is like an hour away. I don't know how I'm going to make this work. Um, I applied for the program and got accepted. But I chickened out. (laughs) I didn't know that. I did. I did chicken out. I was like, I, 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 I didn't know how to fit it into my life. And I was just like, I, I don't know how to make, this is disruptive at this moment. Okay. Um, then the next year, 2019, I, so I'd gotten accepted in 2018, didn't go. Mm-hmm. And then 2019 for fall 2019, I decided to apply again. <laughs> Got okay. accepted. I was like, I want to do this. You know, I, I felt like a huge, like, I felt highly like really compelled to be a part of this this professional world, and mm-hmm. I wanted you know I wanted to go through the proper education to be present there. Um, you know when it comes to food and health and stuff like that, it's a very controversial area, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have that added confidence of knowing that okay I completed this you know a series of education to be able to even you know talk to people about certain stuff. Yeah, something else. I want to highlight it, but I feel you when you said like, all right, so I applied, I got in, but then I chickened out. Like, you know, when you're ready and you're not ready, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It doesn't matter um, what age you are when you do that, which is why I think sometimes it's tricky for those that are younger, 17, 18, you're starting college and you don't even know what you want to do. So you're not focused. You're very, uh, very often like wasting money because <laughs> seriously, like you don't, you don't know what Absolutely. you want to do. And so to have some time to live a little, you know, and experience different things and figure out where your interests really are, then mm-hmm. when you go back and you're really ready, like you're really ready to engage and immerse yourself and take it seriously, you know? And that's what I hear when, when you're speaking. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's exactly, that is exactly what it was because as I said, 2019, I applied again, I got accepted. And at that point I was at my postal job for six years Mm-hmm. And I was going through like a lot of ultimatum moments in my life. I was like, you know, I, if I want to, if I want to leave this job, I need to leave now because I'm under 10 years. You know, if this, if nutrition is really what I want to do, like I need to, you know, take this seriously. And it was to the point where people would ask me, you know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I would be like, what do I do for money and what do I actually love doing? And I literally would tell oh. them, I love being in the you know community, you know, talking to people, talking about food, and this is what pays my bills over here, you know? Yeah. And that's literally what it what it was for me. And um a combination of experiences through that year. Um, I said before before I I, I started school, just kind of let me know that, hey, this is what you want to do you're um super passionate about it and on a side note i've actually tried not to participate in anything dietetic nutrition related and what? i just feels like i i had so much how to say imposter syndrome at one point where i was like this isn't for me i'm not good at it and opportunities would just show them show up or See? like i would just get so guided back to it and i was like there's it would be frustrating because i was like I'm really not good at this. <laughs> and then yeah, see, nothing else would work. And every time I committed to like doing something nutrition or dietetics related, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And so as I said, I applied for school and um, I ended up um, resigning from my job before the semester started. Don't recommend necessarily doing <laughs> taking that <laughs> path, but that was the path I chose. And I had made up my mind. I was like, I'm going to school. I'm going to this program. I don't care what happens in life. That's my priority because I'm doing this because of this. 
you know? And I was like, I want, I want this, this degree. I want this education mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. in this field. So um, as you know, I go to Gateway, which is a two-year um, nutrition and dietetic technician program, um, mm -hmm. also known as the NDTR. Um, a part of the reason that I chose this program versus a four-year program was I wanted to gauge my dedication. I was like, if I can do two years, complete this program, graduate, credential, you know, that will give me the little momentum boost I need for four years. Because I'd already yeah. tried four years and the burnout was, the burnout yeah. and lack of interest was real. <laughs> that, and that's fair. That's fair. So I, I was like, you know, two years, what do I have to lose? Just go in, give it what you got and um, get that degree. And if you get, yeah. And I mean, again, we had uh, a young lady on before who was going for her NDTR as well. And in her view, <clears throat> it was about like, let me go in here and let me get the credential. In her eyes, she was looking at more of an entrepreneur path. And even if she decided that she didn't want to go for the RDN credential, she knew that there were options and a lane for her with that credential. But if she did decide that she wanted to go for the RDN, she already has a leg up because she has the ND um, TR credential. Is that your thought? So she actually knew more than me. I I knew more about becoming an RD than I knew about an NDTR. I was I really looked at the NDTR as okay, this is like half of my requirements, you know. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't really I actually did not know anything. <laughs> Other than this was a two, as I said, I looked at it as a two year stretch out of four years mm -hmm. that I was going to be taking nutrition classes. Um, based on my experiences, I did know I came into the program knowing I loved community already. I love talking to people, you know, help assisting low income people specifically, anything in the community. Um, mm -hmm. I knew that that was my passion and that's what I wanted to do. And nobody else in that program was going to tell me otherwise. <laughs> So that was the confidence that I walked in with. See? Yep. Oh. And and it'll always bring you back. It will. So um, starting the program, my first semester, um, I was, you know, bright eyed, just ready. <laughs> and I was a sponge, just ready to absorb everything. And I'm so grateful for that semester. Um I have the most amazing program director who, when I met with her, sat down and we just talked about, you know, my past experiences, where I wanted to go with in the, you know, the nutrition field and stuff like that. She was just phenomenal um, in really just guiding me, you know, the mentorship, the, it happened like day one, you know, just mm -hmm. taking me under your wing. Um, my program director is a registered dietitian, and the majority of my professors are um, RDs. And it, the whole program has just been, you know, amazing at how, you know, they welcome you into this field and just really take that time and attention to cultivate mm -hmm. our minds to, to, you know, get ready for this, for this um, profession. Mm -hmm. So here I am now, you know, to basically at the end of it and I can say like the path was not linear <laughs> it was yep, not, yep. you know I really thought I was going to come into this program bam 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 semester after semester knock out these classes move on to the next four years and just ace this bachelor's and you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be out doing the lord's work <laughs> so interesting <laughs> enough um, if you do decide that you want to continue on to go ahead, get that bachelor's and do the Lord's work, <laughs> that the RDN will require a master's degree at that time. What do you think about that? So I have definitely taken that into consideration. Um, after my first semester, I became aware of that, you know, changing expectation. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I had done my math and I was like, well, if I leave this program in two years and I take my full-time classes, I will be able to, you know, just barely make it. 
Mm -hmm. and I'll be good. You know, that's imagining that nothing else would happen aside from me going to school because that was where my mindset was at. Okay. That did not happen. Mm -hmm. As a result, now I will not meet that requirement and Mm -hmm. it has definitely changed the direction which I would like to go. Okay. So, um, as I said, I'm completing the, the dietetic technician program this being... I know they have, they've started the combined programs, the combined master's programs where the coordinated programs. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can go in and, you know, get both your bachelor's and your master's. Um, I took a little bit to think about that. And I decided that I didn't want three degrees in nutrition. Okay. So um, I have decided that I'm actually upon completion of this associates um, in nutrition and dietetics, I want to get my bachelor's in public health. Okay. And then for my master's, I'm still on the fence about whether I'm actually going to pursue the RD credential. Mm-hmm. That it being a little ways away, but I, mm-hmm. I think that with the NDTR, I will be taking the NDTR exam and getting that credential under my belt. And mm-hmm. I think the career paths that I'm looking at right now, um, I've had, I've had, as you, as you, as I've spoken about, you know, a number of experiences in the nutrition field. Um, and my most recent experience, plus my um, internship, mm-hmm. has really opened my eyes to, you know, what specifically I want to do in this field. I well, starting with my internship. Um, for those who don't know, NDTRs. Um, we do our clinical rotation, our community rotation, and food service is split between long-term care as well as school food service. Mm-hmm. Um, during my rotation, my I knew I was going to love community already. That was a no-brainer. However, my interest in school food service has peaked. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) that has thrown a little bit of a curve in where I thought I was going to be. But it is something that I am, you know, I'm very interested in and um, I'm looking to explore, Um, especially because my current role. So I am in a grant funded position with UConn Extension right now, uh, outreach project educator in northeastern Connecticut for the um, northeastern farms. So that portion of the state is known as the last green Valley. I say there's a large number of farms there. Um, Family, a lot of them are um, family run and stuff like that. And my job there really is um, working with the farmers to create a, you know, create a platform where people in the community, not just in the community, but surrounding towns, you know, are aware of things like CSAs and, you know, farmers markets and, you know, they can buy their foods locally there. Mm -hmm. So that position I've been doing for a little over six months and it has, you know, opened me up to um, food, food system management. Um, It has um, opened me, it has connected with my interest in, um, school food service in terms of like put local on your tray programs, mm-hmm. food core and different things like that. So I, I've done a bit of networking, but I've seen a lot of my passions overlapping or my areas mm-hmm. of interest overlapping. And mm-hmm. um, in talking with, you know, coworkers, mentors, people in these positions where I'm interested um. I've begun to see where the RD credential would be nice, mm-hmm. but I can see the skills that I've acquired as an NDTR can also get me to the same to the same positions that you know I might mm-hmm. desire. So I'm looking it's at so potentially. It's so funny. Oh god. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying it, it. I'm also looking at working like in the USDA environment, kind of. Um, so it's still kind of open, but that's just where my mind has shifted as a result yeah. of those experiences and stuff. But that's what's required, like those experiences for you to figure it out because there's yeah. so many roads that you could take to get you where you want to go. Uh, what I was going to say is like, I'm currently in my 
food service management rotation and it's in school nutrition. So when you started talking about it, I was like, mm, this is rough out here right now. They don't have <laughs> enough people anywhere. And I'm like busting my behind out here right now. Mm -hmm. But that is also quite an opportunity because there are so many openings and not just that, there's a lot of retiring coming up Absolutely. like in the next couple of years. So if you network and mm -hmm. rub elbows and put yourself in the right positioning, you're right. There, there is so many, there are so many opportunities that can be created. It's, that's all about timing, I think. Absolutely. I mean, I'm also like looking at, you know, like with the school for food service, um, one thing that excited me about it too is that having been raised outside the country, my mm -hmm. first time in an American school kitchen was in my internship. I had no idea how that worked. What did you I think was, about that? Um, it, there's a significant difference mm -hmm. um, in terms of you know the restrictions, um, centralized, decentralized kitchens, mm -hmm. you know the options that students have and it's it's interesting and I you know I'm really looking forward to like learning more um you know understanding the policies and just how we got here you know mm -hmm. as I said coming from going to school outside the country where you know honestly the only person I knew growing up with an allergy was my grandmother who she has a shellfish allergy ironically mm -hmm. she owns a seafood restaurant <laughs> and she cooks it and she can taste the gravy but if she consumes it you know in its entirety mm -hmm. she probably mm -hmm. will pass away <laughs> wow yeah. and that was the only person I knew who had an allergy until I you know I moved back to I moved to Connecticut <laughs> and it was like okay there's it's everywhere allergies. you know it's like wow mm -hmm. you know yeah. so seeing that then inside the school system now, you know, where, okay, the, all these students have allergies and um, we can't have these products in the school, you know, okay, we're trying we're, the attempts to, you know, get kids to eat healthier. And it was just like, wow, yeah. there's a lot going on here. <laughs> there is. And so I was talking to my preceptor today. Um, she, and because there was a, a concern about one of the kids having a dairy allergy. And so we spotted him drinking some chocolate milk that he took from another kid today. And she ended up making an appearance at the school. And I was just reviewing the list of kids with allergies in the school system. Like it's hundreds of kids. Like it's really something, you know, that you really have to be knowledgeable about and understand that you have to be accommodating to it if, if you want to, you know, do right by the kids. Exactly. But what's also funny is as I was cashiering, the kids would come through and because of the certain program um, that the school system is under right now, like the kids have to take a fruit or a vegetable or whatever, you know, they have to make that selection. Uh -huh. And the kids come through and they'll tell you like, oh, I'm allergic to this or I'm allergic to that. Or today the young lady was like, oh no, I can't take the strawberries because my sister has an allergy. And I was like, what? Wow. These, and these kids were like third grade. It was I really, know. really, I felt like proud and impressed <laughs> with these kids. But anyway, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> no, it's, so, it's definitely a world school food service. It's really, it's a lot to it. So I, you answered so many questions that I was going to ask you, like you just knocked them out. So I, I guess I'm skipping over a number of them. But my question to you at this point is how do you want to shake up nutrition and dietetics? Um, so that too has changed over the years from wanting to change the world to then wanting to change the people who want to be changed by, you know, my influence, mm. you know, my presence. Um, that was just a, a transition, a mindset transition. You know, you can't save people who don't want to be saved or, you know, saving is a bit extreme. Mm -hmm. When people are ready for something, then they'll be open and available to that. And those who are ready will gravitate towards you. And those who mm -hmm. aren't, 
they'll let you know that they're not ready. Yeah. Or they're not interested. So, but that's like that readiness for change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And that's, and I think that's the most organic way to do it you know, especially as nutrition professionals, because food, I I love food relationships. And I feel like, you know, they're so delicate, because, you know, what we eat, everyone's sensitive, the moment you start talking about what they're eating. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You know, and it's like, my desire for, you know, my intentions, being a part of the nutrition and dietetics world is just like, I want to encourage anyone who's willing and open to be encouraged by me, you know, just to have healthy food relationships, you know, to, to love food and the power of food and how it makes you feel and how you nourish your body. And I just want in everything that I do moving forward to be able to inspire as many people, you know, to have to really just get that education and understanding of their relationship with food and improve that, you know, that food is a it's a feeling, you know, when you, when you feed yourself well, um, the tried and true statement is usually, you know, eat good, feel good. And that's a, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a real thing, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing the different ways. I don't think it'll be one way that I really express that, but um, I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to being in the community, whether that's through um, programs that I design um, you know, I, I come up with that I don't want to limit to just Connecticut. I'm hoping mm-hmm. to have that be nationwide, something, uh, a blueprint that I can, you know, bring around the country and just impact people in a way that's unique to them to really just look at how they take care of their bodies, how they feed themselves and, you know, whatever that looks like their individual relationship with food, just make that more positive, you know, Mm -hmm. and a good experience. Yeah. I love talking about food. I love eating food. And I think that everybody should. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. No, that was, that's awesome. And I can see you doing it too. You know, it's, there really are no limits and Mm -hmm. people take food so personally. Um, Mm -hmm. I did like, um, that you said, like, I love food relationships and how people get kind of, it's either sensitive or like you, when you start talking about it, like people come closer because they're like, well, how is she analyzing me? Or what do you think about this or that? Or, you know, it's, it's always exactly. a fun conversation, a delicate one at times, exactly. but a fun conversation. And I do, so, I do. Oh, go, go, go. No, like, I do hope to like, just, you know, in a sense, like master the psychology of food, because as much as we are, you know, nutrition professionals, and we're here to help people at different, you know, stages of life with their nutrition related problems, you know, understanding how much of how much intentionality goes behind, you know, how you feed yourself and, you know, what that process looks like to different people and you know just being able to find something that's relevant to the the um the client the patient the individual that I meet um to allow them to have that positive relationship with food you know you're just dropping all of the quotes today I I will have no problems choosing anything to create my marketing material for you (laughs) no problem I love the conversation what advice would you give to nutrition and dietetic students that are looking to you know to explore their own path so first thing um I would say is be open to change what you think you may know about nutrition now And even if you think you've done all the research in the world, you're going to always find a new area. As as you said before, the possibilities, like this is a profession where you can, you can take it in so many different directions. My first semester, I was just mind blown at the different (laughs) positions that as a dietetic professional, you know, like, I was like, I had no idea that Frito-Lay had a dietitian, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're into sciencey stuff, whether you're into, you know, the community, whether you're into clinical, like, there's so many avenues, and those are just the top three, you know, like, food service, clinical community that, you know, 
we know, but when you break those down, there's so many avenues that it's just, you, you have so many options to be yourself, to really identify your piece and be present in that. So being open to change, like, because as you learn, the world just gets wider and wider, you know, for opportunity. Yeah, it's um, like the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Um, also, I would say one semester at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> you know, focus on the semester at hand. You're one semester closer after, you know? Mm-hmm. What, how do I say? Um, the time's going to pass regardless. So start and take it one semester at a time. Whether you're 18 or you're 40 something, mm-hmm. <laughs> the time will pass. So, you know, obviously have your goals in mind to keep you motivated, but just as I said, one semester at a time, that is the most peaceful way to really think of the big picture for me at least. I like that. And then network professionally. You know, and everything isn't a monetary advantage, but if you find yourself truly dedicated to this field, you know, you talk with people and it isn't just limited to people in the nutrition world. It's people who work alongside the nutrition world. I've had many conversations, even actually up to last night, I, you know, went out to happy hour and this random lady... This random lady started talking to me and she asked me what I was in school for. And she's in, she's working in um, community development. And we were talking about policies and about working with nonprofits. And it was mm-hmm. so, it was so random, but so relevant at the moment. Cause she was telling me, you know, one thing I want you to know is that don't be afraid negotiate your value or ask for more even though we are working in um oftentimes like a a service-based industry especially for me in community where Mm -hmm. you know most times that you know it's not as profitable as working in corporate or in the clinical sector and stuff like that you know she's like don't be afraid to move around don't be afraid to ask for more just because you're in these positions you know you 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 can be well-paid and you have a lot to offer. So don't, you know, sell yourself short and stuff like that. So having those connections and people know your name, people remember your face and you never know mm-hmm. who knows who. And it's so mind blowing when those connections overlap. And as I said, like working at UConn Extension and meeting the lady who does put local on your tray and she actually works right alongside with my school food service preceptor and, you know, just the opportunities that will just present themselves because, you know, you took the time to talk to people or even if you, you know, you volunteer eight hours or something, tell, you know, talk, tell people your story and learn and listen from others. Like, it's such a fun community and people are always excited to hear, you know, you're into nutrition, you, you have a cause, you have goals and dreams and people will just come to you literally Mm -hmm. and I said randomly at happy hour (laughs) and make those connections anywhere anywhere exactly you know so it's like those those are my 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 top tips as I said to students and interns and nutrition is something I believe that only those who are truly like passionate about it stay Mm -hmm. here and I'm just excited i I don't think since I started school, my excitement has gone down. Sometimes I've just mm-hmm. been a little confused on my direction. Mm-hmm. But I found clarity with mentors. I found clarity with other professionals, students, and you know, lean into whatever support system you think you need at the time for the clarity because mm-hmm. it happens, you know. No, you gave some awesome said, I mean. The more you talk, like the more I'm writing down, like it's really good. I'm the type of person that, you know, every day is not going to be sunshine. You know, some mm-hmm. days are going to be hard and, and, and tricky and, you know, weighing on you. But I always believe in having some type of motivational quote around me that I could just mm-hmm. look at quickly and, and know that take it one day at a time. <laughs> and this time will pass and you will get through this and you know just continue to do what you enjoy doing 
So Zay, thank you so much for coming on. I had to chase you down, but I got you. <laughs> you did, yeah. you did. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. We're gonna do this. So if anybody in our audience would like to find you, to you know, talk to you, network with you, ask questions about your, your journey from the military to Mm. whatever is next <laughs> how can they reach you any social media accounts linkedin any of those things so i am on linkedin um you can find me at my name zainab james um as well as you can follow me on instagram um you can find me via my name as well as zainab james i do have a um sort of professional platform called soul fed intentions Okay. Um, haven't posted in a while, but you can definitely check me via uh, that page. Um, I will be present again <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> and or you could just email me and I'm always definitely down to chat um, and share my journey. And I love building community, um, hearing just everybody's different avenues that they're taking because uh, there's so much, so much opportunity in this field. Mm -hmm. I'm ready and available to talk very nice and I will list all of that in the show notes so don't worry if you didn't catch it Mm -hmm. so my final question Zay is if there's anything that I haven't asked you or anything that you want to raise or highlight to the 40 something and interning audience (laughs) stay true to it you know See yourself, speak that positivity, that confidence into yourself. As you said, not every day is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I did actually after my first semester, I wrote my name with my credentials and I placed it on my fridge and it's still there. That's right. (laughs) You know, and it, you have, you see it, I wake up, I see it and it's, it reminds me to stay the course, you know, no matter Mm -hmm who's in your air, you know, telling you, oh, you could do something different, you know, don't give up. If this is what you love, stick with what you love, because then it's not work. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. You know, the passion Listen. will fuel you. Uh, see, I'm writing, I'm writing. The passion <laughs> will fuel you. Literally. Let's go. And you're going to have to send me the picture of that on your refrigerator. I will. Thank I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> I said my very first semester, I wrote that, and you know, it's a reminder where it's like, come too far to stop now. That's right. That's right. Okay, say again, thank you for coming on and being a part of the show and sharing um, your story. And for you guys out there, I'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Mm